Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City, Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays, talking to a clickier industry expert and giving you some top travel tips. In this episode we'll be talking about Christmas markets with Bettina from our product team and Serena from sales. Stephen will be both giving us some top Christmas market tips and he'll be hopping into the interviewee chair. Our resort report this week isn't about one destination, but a brilliant way to get into the Christmas spirit. It's Christmas markets. Originating in Germany and now replicating cities and towns around the world, Christmas markets date back as far as the Middle Ages. Munich's Christmas market dates back to 1310, Frankfurt's to 1393, and although in Austria, Vienna's Christmas market or December market dates back to 1298. Cities across Europe have Christmas markets and many have multiple ones. Berlin has roughly 70 Christmas markets dotted around the city. Vienna has 20. Dortmund and Cologne boast about 300 stalls in their markets and not just thousands, but millions of people visit each of these markets every year. Generally held in the main town square, Christmas markets consist of wooden stalls selling handcrafted goods like toys, jewellery and decorations, plenty of glue vine or mulled wine to keep you warm as you browse the stalls, local food to keep you energised, twinkly fairy lights, an impressive Christmas tree and an abundance of festive cheer. To talk about the festive fabulousness of Christmas markets, we have Bettina and Serena. Bettina has been working in travel for 20 years and has been with Click and Go since the very beginning, eight years ago. She's the head of our product team. We find the best destinations, flights and hotels for our customers. She's been to a plethora of Christmas markets across Munich, Salzburg, Berlin, Budapest, Vienna and her own hometown of Bregenz in Austria. Serena is a sales executive on our European sales team. She's been in Click and Go for about four months now and like myself, she's new to travel. She's been to Christmas markets in Hamburg, Munich and Bucharest. Stephen will also be chipping in with his knowledge on Cologne's Christmas markets. I've only been to Christmas markets in London and Balsano in Italy, but I'm off to Vienna's Christmas markets this year, so I'm super excited for this episode. So what do you all like about the Christmas markets that you've been to? I mean, they're, they're tr- Christmas markets now, people travelling from Ireland yeah. and all over Europe, it's an industry. Mm. It's an actual busy, popular industry where people are travelling to them. Um, Tons of Irish go for, for I mean for good few years now. I mean mm-hmm. you're talking ten, fifteen, if not more years, the Irish are travelling to, to Christmas markets all over Europe. Um it's the atmosphere, isn't it? It's it's the people looking for a bit of buzz leading up to Christmas. You know, there's obviously the shopping element as well. Yeah. Um obviously enough lot of people travel away to do do a bit of shopping just before mm. Christmas. But it's the it's the atmosphere, it's the build up to Christmas. People are praying for a bit of snow when they go away as well, aren't they? Even though, just in case you don't get it here. Um, but it really is the build-up. It's the atmosphere build-up to Christmas that people are looking for. Yeah, I'd say so. I can't wait yeah. to just be in a place surrounded by fairy lights and mulled wine and stalls. And when are you going? Bits and mobs. Uh, I think we're going the 25th of November. I think for, I would say for myself and Serena, uh, coming from countries where it's a tradition to have mm. a Christmas market in your hometown, I think it's just more, it's part of gearing up to Christmas. It's not just about Christmas itself, it's the whole December month and what we call the Advent 
uh, time uh, that you get ready for Christmas and Christmas markets are, as long as I can remember, it's just part of it that you go there as a child, you go there when they're older to meet your friends and, uh, you know, get you some of the Christmas presents there. It's just something that that has to be there. It's a long history, yeah. <laughs> yes. And for me, it's something that um, I miss being in Ireland, I have to say I'd sometimes. I'd say so. And uh, I'm, I'm going home the 22nd of December and no doubt the first thing I'll do, if not on that night, is the next day is go to the Christmas market. <laughs> <laughs> You're really home then. Yeah, exactly. Christmas has officially begun for Bettina. Yeah, yeah. It's just because, as Stephen said, it's the atmosphere there. It's just, it's just really gearing you up to Christmas mm. um, with just uh, the music. You have maybe, you know, little choirs singing, the smells of all the different food like at home it would be like roasted chestnuts or um, candied like almonds toasted almonds and then of course the glue vine or mulled wine uh, and the sweets as well (laughs) that's what's hard to get across obviously on a podcast is it is the smell it's the noises it's you know when it is snowing it's the it's the noise of you walking on the snow little things like that make such a difference Um, it the whole the whole smell of the noise right the, the choirs singing in the yeah. background there's ice rinks yeah I've been to a few in Cologne where there's they're, they're built around the all the outskirts is all the stalls selling all the um, the food and drink and the handcrafted uh, gifts things like that but in the middle was a big huge ice rink mm. and at the end of the ice rink was a stage and there was a band playing there was a choir at the other end it, it is very hard to get it across in, in a podcast but it's all it's the noises and the smells yeah. that, and, the, and the, the lights, all the, the Christmas lights lighting. It is, isn't it? It's just beautiful when you walk up, especially at night time and you see all the lights and the little wooden stalls, like look like little wooden sh- shallots. Yeah. And then you have, if you're lucky and you have snow, it's just the icing on the cake. Mm. Mm. And Literally. then <laughs> you do have like uh, at home, we would have like little fires where people sit around drinking their punch or their glue vine. And then you have like a, a big thing is to have a, a big crib mm. with the na- nativity. nativity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, for the kids. And then, as I said, larger cities now, they would all have like extras like for the children, carousels and the, a big ice rink in yeah. Vienna. They have a massive ice rink. Um, and some of the Christmas markets do workshops with children and it's just something like I don't know anybody at home who doesn't go to the Christmas market after work or on the weekend but it's why it's it's so popular for the Irish to go Mm. a a big thing that, that we find in the travel industry with people that go there it seems to be a lot it's not just couples in fact it's probably rarely enough that couples go it seems to be mostly Mothers and daughters and sisters and yeah, bro- going bro- with my groups mommy. of friends. Yeah, it's that's really what it is. You will approach <laughs> with your family a lot when you're there because all those lights and the smells and the, the things that we cannot um, feel them in a broadcast, like they will make you feel more approach with your family. Like, yeah. and it's December, and December it's about family. It's about um, be humble. It's about gifts, charities, and spend time with family. Yeah. So. That's you're right. That's what it is, and that's why the the, the mothers, daughters, and sisters and exactly. friends and all go. It, mm. it brings themselves together coming up to Christmas. But it is. I mean, there's so many of them. 
they're not just in the big cities. Mm. Like as you said, in your I don't know how big your city, your home city is, Bettina, but compared compared to the likes of Munich or Berlin, it's mm. fairly small. <laughs> but they still have Christmas markets yeah. in them. That'd be like in in Ireland, you'd have an, a local big Christmas market in a small tiny town mm. in Wicklow or whatever it might be. Um, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen. Whereas in in Europe, it does. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean the choices of Christmas markets now. You know, for Irish people going abroad is is just amazing. You can go nearly, you know, where it maybe it used to be just Germany, Austria, and the likes. And then I think in the eighties or nineties it started in the likes it's of Budapest and Prague, mm. and it spread out. And now you can go, you know, pretty much everywhere, in Sweden <laughs> and to go to a Christmas market yeah, or Denmark. even in the states or mm. yeah, you know. So it's 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 become so popular, but yeah. for a good reason because it is. Just really brilliant. They are special, yeah. yeah they are very special. special. And I mean, like the, the the main ones that that we'd be selling to customers: Prague, Vienna. Mm. It's hugely popular, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Prague, Vienna, Berlin, Cologne was a really popular one. Um, still, obviously, yeah. is. Um, I think Cologne had something like ten or twelve something dif- different markets. They're all based around the the, the sort of main square, but mm. there's obviously main squares in loads of different areas. Yeah. Um, and there was little. I was trying to explain to you earlier on. There's like a little express train on wheels, a tourist train, a tourist train mm-hmm. that goes around from from one market. Just as a loop, yeah. It does a loop of all the markets, so it's like a hop on, hop off. Yeah. I think it was really handy to um, to go and get to see all the markets because they would be a good few kilometers from one to the other. Mm-hmm. So unless you done, you know, unless you knew where they were, or unless it was one of those trains to bring you to the mall, mm. you mightn't get to the mall. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think that, Cologne that is, is about nine, but like Berlin that has seventy. It's yeah, you'd never, you'd never get around. No, it's, yeah, a lot of the little neighborhoods mm. might have their own a little local few, one. Yeah, mm. with a few stalls and yeah. You know. It's also great that people go go sh- go shopping, do their a bit bit of Christmas present shopping yeah. there as well. Not not just in the markets, but in the big huge superstore department mm. stores that that are in these. Mm. And generally, they'll be cheaper than Ireland will be as well and uh, not hard but th- you know it's an awful lot of people do their shopping yeah. there as well mm. kill two birds with one stone yeah very much yeah. exactly so which would be I suppose your hometown <laughs> Christmas markets would be your favourite Christmas <laughs> markets out of all the ones you visited uh, well I would say just because it's home you know yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> I know that even at home like my mom or some friends they would even travel to other Christmas markets oh really yeah they would go to the one in Munich because mm. it's so big mm. um, or they go to Vienna or uh, one of the oldest ones is in East Germany in Dresden it's becoming popular there as well to go to bigger Christmas markets not just stay in your local smaller one um, but I have to say the one time I was in Vienna now that's a good few years ago it was just it is a sight like it's there's about 150 stalls you have lights everywhere as I said a really big ice rink um, and the atmosphere there is just really amazing and it's uh, there's uh, I mean there's several ones but the biggest ones biggest one will probably be just in front of the city hall and they even have it that every day of Advent, so from the 1st of December to the 24th of December, they open one window um, at a specific time each oh, day. Really? And it has like uh, something in it, like okay. it's a, a tradition where in other places, I love Munich as well. I lived there for a while and in Munich it's the same. It's really big. It's throughout the o- whole old town 
And again, you have like a choir playing um, or an, a little orchestra playing on the balcony of okay, the town yeah, hall to yeah. the people. It's just it's magical. It's a Bavarian style that yeah, has the CT yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, they start at different times, don't they? I mean, so some of them, I know there's one or two in Budapest that would start, you know, middle of November, yeah. but they generally, you, you might get one open or two open at that stage, but they really don't get going until the end towards the end of November isn't yeah, it? yeah I mean as a, on the way over as I said I mean traditionally they started on the 1st of December because that marks that marks the beginning of the Advent season but now obviously it's being pushed back a bit or forward a bit that they start maybe in end of November but for me it is something for December personally speaking so is that the tourist board or the tour, is that just a a, a business sort of thing to, I guess to get so people going earlier to get I, I guess it's also because people li- like it so much it's not just tourists because you have all the locals mm. even if you go to the biggest cities in Munich or Vienna a lot of people go there after work or on the weekends uh, it's very much a mixture between tourists and locals yeah. so I guess they can see that people would want this mm. so yeah. maybe that's do more of it. One of the Christmas markets in Copenhagen starts on the 9th of November. Yeah, that's so like only two Probably weeks in away. Tiv- in, yeah. in Tivoli, is it? Uh, no, in the harbour. In the harbour. Yeah. Which is uh, extremely early. But yeah, most start like 17th Tip. to the 23rd of November. That seems to be the the median start time for the Christmas markets. Yeah. T- Tivoli in Copenhagen is meant to be brilliant. Like it's meant to be a, not the cheapest place in the world to, to no. be going to, but but I mean it is meant to be one, one of the better ones, yeah. Mm, not yeah. St- not your stereotypical yeah. one, but still still meant to be really good. Mm. I mean, personally, if you, if you're thinking about to go just for one experience once to see a Christmas market, I would recommend a city like Vienna or Munich because it's very traditional there. And in Vienna as well, it's not just that big one, uh, which is like a Christmas world where you have like for the children, as I said, the carousel and like a reindeer train and things like this and lots of stalls. Um, You also have smaller ones dotted throughout the city. Like you have the old Viennese market, you have one in front of Schönbrunn Palace. Mm. So the backdrop is an imperial building. It's amazing. You know, so I uh, think, and that that's something that that we shouldn't forget as well is that these are stunning cities all year round. Yeah, you know, Vienna is a stunning city all year round. So you you said killing two birds with one stone. You're killing three. You're you're getting to see stunning cities: Munich, Berlin, Vienna. See them Prague, at their most pretty. Bud- yeah, mm. you're seeing them at their most prettiest. But so you're you're getting your shopping, you're getting your Christmas market, build mm. up the Christmas feeling, and you're also getting your, city d- d- your tourist city break uh, sightseeing thing to be doing as well so I think that that's where you're killing three birds at once though <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they're definitely a great way to spend the weekend I, I can't wait for it yeah, and Vienna it does look like yeah. an absolutely fabulous city you are going to love yeah, it yeah you are yeah. yeah I'm a big Christmas fan like once yeah. the toy show lands I'm into my Christmas <laughs> jumpers <laughs> I nearly forgot about the toy show uh, 30th just, of November can't wait looking at um, we were looking at prices earlier on for um, the, the destinations you know Unbelievable! Like I actually couldn't believe looking at the prices earlier mm. on how chi- how cheap they still are. You know, because it's not it's you know, over just over a month away now, so that the value is still is still there. Like I literally checked them earlier on Vienna from one ninety nine per person. 
It's really cheap. Tree that, nights. I, I just, I, this is, I can't get over that price. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know we spoke about it yes. and I went and checked it and it was still there. That was actually the 3rd yeah. of December. Yeah. The proof's in the pudding. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was there. But, you know, 3rd of December as well, um, Budapest was coming in and Prague 179. And that's lovely. And even like Budapest, their market um, is lovely. Um, It's just outside a very famous Gerbo Cafe house. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they have like you you can get lots of traditional uh, Hungarian food as well. And what's nice about if if you go to Budapest in the winter, you can't you you can't forget, you also have the thermal bath. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you can go at night time and it might be a bit cold, but then you can go the next day and have bath. a go to one the of the thermal baths. baths yeah. You know, the spa break and the city break yeah. and the Christmas market break. <laughs> All in one. And it's sightseeing. Yeah. And sightseeing. Unbelievable. But I think that's the charm because you go in a, on a Christmas market uh, in a country and you have the chance to taste their food yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. next year if you change the country go in another country so that, that's that's the charm and the magic like the, the, the local drinks the traditional drinks yeah. and uh, the, the traditional food that you have a chance to, to taste it the and, taste it. and exactly. you wouldn't normally taste it on a city break either exactly whereas in a Christmas mm. market you're very much in the culture exactly. of the country yeah. you're visiting and exactly. you're also really mingling with all the locals yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so follow them for the best glühwein <laughs> <laughs> and definitely if you're still looking for some smaller Christmas presents it's the place to go great idea Get Christmas presents yes for yeah. sure yeah. for all them men struggling to Buy their loved ones a Christmas present. (laughs) You can find really unique presents in the Christmas market and they will be there after years. And um, if if you're into the Christmas market, you remember then, oh, this one I bought it uh, like three years ago from Berlin Christmas market. They're very nice, like uh, for memories. And, and it's it very popular for Christmas uh, decorations as well. Yeah. yeah. Because you have handmade, you know, Christmas. Stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the Christmas tea. markets don't finish until the start of January, up to the 6th of January. So if you want a little cheeky city break post-Christmas yeah. when in that period when nothing is really happening, it's a great option as well. Yeah, very good. And the Christmas, the mulled wine mugs are the best souvenirs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to buy one or two of them. Yeah, bring a few back. Yeah. <laughs> Can be my new tea mug. Great. That's brilliant. Hope everybody goes on a Christmas market holiday now. you got to do it once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Thanks Thank, so much. Thank you. This week, we're getting to know someone whose voice you're, you should be quite familiar with. It's Stephen. If you didn't already know, Stephen has been in Click and Go for almost four years and has been in travel for around 25 years. He's a product executive on our product team. Yeah, I didn't do any comparisons. No, thanks for that. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, this that. time. Um, and I suppose I can't really welcome you to the podcast when you're on it every week. Yeah. So, uh Excited to be in the interview chair. I've actually been looking forward to this. Oh, really? really? Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Since I, you didn't tell me about the questions, I, what we're going to be, so I tried to have a guess what you're going to ask me, but uh, we shall see if I can cope. Well, I think you know what the first one will be anyway. So what's your favourite destination? Of two. Okay. Sorry. Um, one sun and one city. Okay. Okay, so Turkey mm-hmm. is my favourite sun. 
destination, um, which is slightly bizarre because initially when my wife Lisa said to me, you know, we were going out about a year, we're going to want to go on holiday to Turkey. Mm. My first reaction was, oh, my dead body. <laughs> but I go, <laughs> just, it was just a, a perception I had. Yeah. I went anyway and um, we went for the next seven years, every single year. Oh, wow. We went to Turkey, Turkey, yeah. Different parts of Turkey. It was in Kusadasi. Um, actually, me and Lisa got married in Kusadasi. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. in uh, the Parliament Sunset Plaza Hotel. Um, so, you know, we got married there. We honeymooned down in Bites, which is about three hours drive south, down near Bodrum. Um, it's stunning. The mm. whole area, Gumbet, Bodrum, Bites, um, all of the Niz. It is a stunning country. The people are amazing. Um, they're so friendly. They're brilliant with kids. The history, the culture, mm. everything about it. Absolutely, I love the place. The food, the drink. Ephes, I miss my Ephes. Um, <laughs> but I, I just know I love, I love uh, Turkey. City break. Might have covered this a little bit already. Seville. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm not surprised. Oh my god, what a city! Just stunning city. Architecture, the whole atmosphere. Uh, again, food and drink. There's a team popping up here. Um, food and drink. Um, the weather. Mm. It, Seville just blew me away when I was there. I've been to Rome and Paris and London and Barcelona, but Seville was my yeah, favourite city up. destination. Very good. And mm. what's on your travel bucket list? Bucket list, um, South African safari. Oh, really? With the family. Yeah. That's my family bucket list is to bring um, Jamie, me and Lisa, to bring Jamie down for a South African safari. Oh, very so nice. that's that's the, the, the bucket list for the family. Um, I also want to bring your own type of bucket list. <laughs> it's it's like ditch the family for this one. No, 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 no. I'm going to bring Jamie. Um, myself and Jamie, um, want to go to the Bernabeu Stadium in Madrid. Oh, okay. That's that's going to be our thing. Um, we've been to a few other any city break we ever go on, hmm. we go to the football stadium. That's our thing to do. Any oh. any city break we go on, um, but that's the big one. Hmm. Is that you know? So that's my my bucket list for me and Jamie. But the other one is South Africa. Very cute. Yeah. Um, so what does your role as product executive involve? <laughs> it's fairly wide ranging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, the day to day sort of stuff is, you know, lo- loading stop sales and um, loading contracts, checking contracts um, getting offers from our, our ground handlers down in resorts and uh, loading them into the system. So that's the day to day sort of stuff that mm. can take up pretty much nearly every hour of the of the of the day, you know. So that's the that's the day to day stuff. Um then you've also got, you know, looking for new resorts, looking for new hotels. Like the click and go is never standing still. No. There is always a new product just about to pop in. You know, in the last couple of weeks and months we've done camping and on site Disney Paris. So all this all the new resorts and new product is just literally being lined up, waiting to be thrown out to the customers. So mm. That's the that's the really enjoyable part. The day to day stuff is stuff that has to be done, and you know you get on with it. And um, but the finding new resorts and finding new hotels and finding new product is the exciting part of it. And uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I think it was uh, one of the first ones you mentioned that you were previously on the sales team. So what yeah. made you transition from sales? I love to sales. Product? I love sales. Like I, initially, in, in other companies, I've I've done both operations, product, and sales. So I've, I've done a bit of both, but when I was in sales, the product role became available. And I love 
finding new hotels. Even when we go on holidays, mm. we go into hotels and we look at hotels. We get brochures. Even Jamie's starting to do it now. Um, so that's <laughs> getting him trained up from a young age. Yeah, well, well you know I am. <laughs> um, but that's something that's in me is the love and finding new hotels, new product, mm. new results. I, I, I love doing it. So when the role became available, um, I applied for it. Mm. And thankfully, I got it. So, now loving it. I actually loving, you know, I, I did love sales, that the, the crew were brilliant. Um, but now I'm applauded and the crew are brilliant there too. Mm. <laughs> Bettina's looking very triumphant <laughs> <laughs> across from us. <laughs> I had to say that, not just because yeah. you're sitting beside me either. <laughs> Um, so what's your favourite thing about working in travel? Um, Seeing as you have the 25 years in travel. And even though I do have 25 years in travel, you never stop learning. Mm. There is something new every single day, particularly because I I have gone from different roles. So yeah. I have gone from sales into product. So, you know, for the first couple of months in product, every day, probably 80% of the stuff I was doing was new to me. Yeah, like I, I didn't know, not that I didn't know what I was doing. I was probably saying it wrong, but I, you know, I was learning something new every single day. So that's another one of the reasons that I that I moved is that I like to keep keep learning, learning, keep expanding my experience. And um, yeah, it's you know, you you really also another thing about travel that I love, particularly when I was in the sales, but also now in product, is selling holidays. It's, it's a big spend for people. It's a big responsibility for, for us in the travel to find the, right the perfect holiday. holiday for people. Yeah, And I love when you find the perfect holiday for someone. I love when you find, you know, when they come back year after year. Mm. That was That's the buzz of working in travel is that you've, when you get repeat clients, you found them. Because people go on one holiday, maybe two a year. So finding them the perfect holiday, for they look forward to They're looking forward to that holiday for months. Mm. And it's your responsibility to find them that perfect holiday. Um first year, second year, third year, fourth year. So you get there's a lot of satisfaction you, you can get out of finding the perfect holiday for, for people, you know. Mm, very cute reason. Mm. Um, and what's your passion away from work? Football. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not surprised. Fo- football and, and coaching. Mm. Um, I coach two different football teams. Same same club, Cabin Tealy, but um, I've got the under-11s, which my son Jamie's on. And I've got an under twelves team as well. Mm. So Stephen gets no rest during the week. No, it's four nights a week and two days at the weekend. Um, but do you know something? <laughs> if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. True. Um, it is a lot of hours. It is tough, but again, I love it. So and it's you know, it's very fulfilling to to see these young lads progress from mm. when we had them when they were eight or nine to now be growing and losing their what you know getting deep voices and getting really tall like <laughs> you're, you're seeing you're seeing these grow and you're you know we, we develop them as as kids mm. as people not just for footballers so I, I love seeing their progression very nice mm. and what's your motto <laughs> I've a couple of them I've hunkered through them all uh, at the moment is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so basically, if you know if you're talented, mm. there's no point in having the talent if you don't work hard with it. Yeah. Um, because someone that will work hard that has less talent than you will be better than you. That's one. The other one is just because something has been done for years doesn't make it right. That's a good one. Yeah. I used to say this. I used to say this a lot because you know something has been done for ages, and you say, why don't we do it this way? Well, we've been doing it like that for for ten years. Yeah. Why bother changing it? Doesn't mean but it's right. But they broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And oh, I might as well throw in the last one as well. If you're going to do something, do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have loads, but I'll good I'll, top I'll, three. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at those three. I'll leave it at those They're three. a good top three, I think. Um, so between work and, as you said, football, life is pretty hectic. So mm. how many hours of sleep do you need to be a functioning person oh during the God. day? Um, or how many hours do you even get? <laughs> five, six, maybe. <laughs> like I won't get in from, from football until about nine-ish. So then there is, believe me, there's things to be done around the house, as I'm always being told. Um, so, you know, it could be 10 before you start to, I start to wind down. So it's going to be a couple of hours before I, I get asleep. In saying that, there'll be the odd night here and there where I'll just collapse when I go in at 10 mm. o'clock. So it sort of catches up. But usually five to six hours, I'd be okay with. Five hours sleep mm. to function. That's impressive. Is that unusual? I need like a good eight hours. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, like I, I could happily stretch to ten hours, but no, I'm happy at the weekends. I, I'd be happy enough for five to six. Jeannie Mac, fair play. Um, so who inspires you? Who inspires me? It's more what would inspire me would be okay. like people who are companies that succeed against the odds. In, in, it was probably the a way of it. Yeah, and, and by, by working hard. So if someone or a company has, has succeeded by, you know, against the odds, working really hard and making a success of things, that would inspire me. Okay. But that would really, to, to see something like that gives me the inspiration that anyone can do it. Mm. Um, another person, a person that would inspire me, believe it or not, would be Jamie. Like he, would, he would inspire me from the point of view of wanting me to do better. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd look at him and everything I'd do would be to impress him, to give him someone to look up to. Mm. So in a strange sort of way, he, he, would, he would inspire you. me, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very cute. You and Jamie are a cute pair. <laughs> Little travel agent in the making. <laughs> Little travel agent and travel blogger in yeah, the making. <laughs> yeah, he is, definitely. Um, so if you're having a dinner party, who, what five guests, living or dead, would you invite and why? Okay. Well, they have to uh, earn their invite to the, to the dinner party. So, music, okay. Noel Gallagher. Okay. Huge Oasis fan, so Noel Gallagher will be coming along. Interesting. Um, you got to get someone to make the food. Jamie Oliver. Good fun as well. Comes across as a decent guy, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to have a bit of laugh. Billy Connolly would be my favourite comedian. <laughs> Billy Connolly's good Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I went to see him oh, many, many moons ago. He's so funny. Um I'd have to throw in a football person, so obviously someone from Liverpool. Jorgen Klopp, yeah, had come in. He's good crack as well, though. He lo- he likes a beer and a bit of laugh, so he'd come along as well. <laughs> and I tied around a little bit now with the the last person, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna Richard Branson. Okay, yeah, he'd be interesting. I was looking for someone that would sort of simulate the brain a bit and pick his brains for for ideas so yeah, Richard Branson was one or two others no I'll stick with Richard Branson yeah no that's a that's a nice mm. rounded it is table. rounded isn't it yeah mm. I'd say there'd be a bit of madness there though as well I mean yeah Noel Gallagher Noel and Gallagher, Richard Billy Branson <laughs> 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 a bit of madness there no that, that'd be a good I'd, I'd look forward to that now. yeah that'd be a bit of crack mm, yeah, definitely good choices um Apart from travel, what topic can you talk about from hour, for hours? I have a feeling it's going to be football. It would <laughs> <laughs> be football. That would be something like, I mean, I can't get away from it. Like, I literally can't get away from it. All my friends are, are into football. and um, So, obviously, it would be football. Music, actually. I love um, mad into music, you know, 80s and 90s, 90s okay. dance music. 
Um, I have a little notepad at home with about 500 different old dance classics, you know, house music classics that I would have just found and writing down. So music would be the other thing. But I wouldn't have pegged you as a house music person. Oh, absolutely. Going back, yeah, years. Love me 80s as well, though. No, n- Bit of a n- cheesy bop. Yeah, yeah, not a good old <laughs> 80s night is brilliant. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm sure you'll be pulling out some serious 80s moves at our Christmas party, oh, so. Don't dance anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Done that in the 90s. <laughs> oh, George Michael on the Christmas party night, yeah. <laughs> no, um, you'll find me at the bar. <laughs> and apart from the Click and Go Travel podcast, what's your favourite podcast? Um, it was again bringing it back to football. It was the Blood Red, which is Liverpool Football Club podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, I found another one. It's a guy who used to play for Liverpool called That Peter Crouch podcast. It's it's oh, yeah, not just Peter about Crouch. brilliant. Oh, it's so funny. Mm. So he's throwing in the all the the old stories about you know dressing room humor or on the bus or what happens mm. when he's signing from one club to another club so it's the insider it, it, it is very much an insider yeah and and there's some laugh on it as well so that's because the blood red one can be quite liverpool serious yeah, whereas the, this is the, a bit of crack. the peter crouch one's very funny yeah, yeah very good very nice and now for the quick fires oh god okay football or rugby football <laughs> Nice car, nice home interior. Nice home interior. Summer or winter? Mm. I'll go with winter. Okay. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Dawn or dusk? Dawn. Giving or getting presents? Giving. Starter or dessert? Uh, dessert. Okay, first, Depen- first one to actually choose de- one de- of them. Probably depends what the starter is. Okay. Um, but if you're asking me to choose, i go dessert. More likely dessert, yeah. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Mm-hmm. Essential for work, mm. especially on five hours sleep. <laughs> yeah. Night in or night out? Night out, because it doesn't happen very often, so I'll go with night out. <laughs> Take it when you can. Yeah. Beach or pool? Ooh, I want the beach view. <laughs> But if I'm going to be relaxing pool. A nice infinity pool looking over. On yeah, the beach. yeah, yeah. I'm not like even on holidays, we went down to the beach a couple of times and it was we were there an hour and it was like, no, too much sand. Let's go back. <laughs> but I do the want the beach view. <laughs> I'd be the same. I'm not a huge beach person. Yeah. I'm too I'm too pale to lie on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just become a lobster if I was there for more than like 20 minutes. Uh, texting or talking? Texting. Texting. Texting, and yeah. And you're an ex salesperson. I would have thought yeah, talking. S- oh, believe me, you get sick Talked of talking. Out. Yeah, you, get, you <laughs> get sick of talking. Particularly when it's about football, it's like, okay, because there's loads of WhatsApp groups going around. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Texting. Very good. Mm. Thank you very that much, is. Stephen. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't too bad. That was harmless. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Cheers, Eleanor. You're welcome. So, how do you make the most out of your Christmas market visit? Stephen, top top tips this week will have you well prepared. So, what are your top Christmas market tips? Um, top tips this week, Eleanor. Uh, starting off, the first one would be bring warm clothes. Um, it is going to be cold mm. in the majority of these. See, that's the whole point of going. It's going. They're going to be 
cold cities, you're going to be out on your feet for a long time. Like to go around all the markets, you're out pretty much all day and also you're going to be out at night time. So bring warm clothes, bring proper footwear. No high heels, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no um, high heels if there's any snow. No. no. So uh, yeah, they'll be, you'll be spending time in the emergency department. Um, so yeah, bring warm clothes, jackets, layers, gloves, hats, scarves. So make sure you pack them. Mm. That's that's a must. Or you buy them at the Christmas market. Oh, you you can because they do sell them <laughs> at the Support Christmas market the local as well. People. Yes. And they're very nice. Also, like they're nice souvenirs that you can have. Yeah, yeah. you bought them there. Um, second one is might seem obvious, but go to the Christmas markets at night time as well. Mm. Any the experience I had over in Cologne was people went to them during the day and then went out to, would you believe? An Irish pub at night time, or going to, <laughs> go, or going, you know, going out to a restaurant for for food, I, you know, for God's sake, go to the Christmas. That that is when the real buzz. As, as Bettina said earlier, the the locals go after mm. work. Mm. They go at night time. That's when the bands come on. That's when the real buzz and liveliness kicks off at, at night time. So make sure you go to them at night time as well. That is, you know, that is really important to get the real atmosphere. There is a serious buzz. Do not or, go to the Irish pub. Go to the Christmas market. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. for the for the for the lights. I mean, people are always excited about the lights on Grafton Street mm. and yeah. similar places. But if you go to a Christmas market, you'll be wowed yeah, by the light. Really, yeah. not just the cre- they will all have a huge Christmas tree yeah. with amazing lighting, but just around it. There is it's super pretty. Yeah. Most yeah. of the cities, uh, they do light the buildings around. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. yeah, they're absolutely Amazing. gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's nighttime. Go to the markets. Um, next one is a shopping tip from me of all people. Um, <laughs> don't buy the first thing the first time you see it. Um, there are tons of markets as we spoke about yeah. already. Um, so shop around. You know, you might find that you, you get this exactly the same gift or scarf or hat or, or souvenir or mug whatever it might be mm. you might find exactly the same thing cheaper at a, at a different market so don't buy the first thing or on, even on the a different day. style yeah. yeah exactly yeah so sh- just shop around you know do I mean? a good recon of at first and then the markets go back aren't later. going anywhere what you yeah. see there on the Thursday or Friday of your first day whatever it might be or Monday whatever it might be they'll be there on the last day as well you know so shop around um, next one is you know research the the specific city that you're going to before you go to markets. Mm. There could be six markets, there could be 20 markets. Mm. Try and uh, Google it, see where they are on the map. Find out if there is one of those little express uh, trains that goes from from around them, mm. does the loop, goes from one to the other. Because if there is, you know that you can do a hop on, hop off with that. Yeah. If there isn't, you know you're going to have to map your way around them and yeah. try and find your way. Because some of them could be kilometres from one another yeah. Yeah. easily. So you need, to, you need to research that before you go. Also, um, some of the tourist board websites now actually do Christmas city map, Christmas market city map, yes. wow, where handy. you can actually print off before you go a map with the location of all the different Christmas markets. It's essential. And then, mm. as you said, do a bit of research because some are maybe if you go as a family, you know, you want maybe have some sort some attractions for the for the kids yeah, where yeah. they do maybe workshops and have the carousel and things like this. And other ones, actually, there's one in Munich in the English Garden, which is one of the largest city parks. And it's meant to be real romantic because you do like um, uh, horse-drawn uh, carriages okay. and oh, things wow. like this. And it's in a park and yeah. it's all little, little fairy lights Lovely. and things. So it's meant to be very Super romantic. romantic. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's do your research before you go. That, uh, that is essential. Um, the final one is to think outside the box as regards what cities to go to. You know, Vienna is stunning. Mm. Budapest is stunning. Prague is stunning. They're all, you know, but you will find that people will have been to these already. Mm. Don't be afraid to look at the likes of Wroclaw in Poland, Bucharest, Mm. Serena's home in in Romania. It's a lovely Christmas market. Mm. You know, these are all cities that will have stunning Christmas markets as well. Um, So if someone has been to Vienna, Prague, Budapest, certainly don't be afraid to look at, you know, those cities, you're going to get some amazing value as well. Like, Mm. again, looking at prices earlier, uh, Bucharest was from 169, again, toward December, three nights, three star central hotel. Uh, Václav, 149. And all these prices Mm. we're given are flights and accommodation as well in in three star city centre hotels. Mm. You know, we're not talking, you know, two-star hotel in the middle of nowhere. No, all these hotels are three-star yeah. city centre hotels. I, I was actually looking at the Wroclaw one in Poland because they also, it's very handy, I have no more annual leave. <laughs> so I was looking at Christmas markets for myself uh, before going home. And uh, Wroclaw did actually very good because you, you could go for two nights from Friday to Sunday. Friday after work, flying out and coming home Sunday evening. Okay, and yep. I've been told... Uh, Rumor has it um, <laughs> from a Polish person that actually Wroclaw is the best Christmas market in Poland. Oh, really? It is yeah. stunning. Sharon, Sharon, and she's not from HST there. She said that Sharon HST team has been. Yeah. And she's going back again. Yeah, she's, she's going back going, for the Christmas market. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she raves about it. Yeah. Absolutely. She has a blog, I believe, as she well. Does, yeah, yeah she blog has a on blog her all site. Yeah. So have, yeah. have a read in that regarding Wroclaw. Um, so that's that's the final tip really is to just think outside the box don't mm. you know while all those amazing cities Munich, Berlin all the, the ones we mentioned are all stunning um, try somewhere new try so, somewhere new yeah. yeah definitely it's it's worth it the value is, is, is there yeah um, definitely and the, the, all those cities are, are very cheap just regarding Bucharest Serena you are from there Yes. You love it. <laughs> yes. And you rave about it. Like, we were just back from a fam trip and yeah. um, Serena was filling me all in and Bucharest sounds stunning. Yeah, it, it is a nice stunning. city. Um, it is like three times bigger than Dublin. Um, the city centre, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, the buildings, uh, we have a lot of history there in the back. Um, so uh, we have an old city. It's something similar with Temple Bar, only it's much more bigger. <laughs> so you will go there only as a pedestrian and you're just going to enjoy the drinks, the food, the, the restaurants, the, um, the nightlife. Um, the Christmas market is just beside the old city and... It's it's in the middle of everything. Like um, it's absolutely stunning. A big area of pedestrian, and you you just ex- enjoying with um with uh, the drinks and as you, as you said, Bettina. Like people are going there after school, after work, and they just having fun. The locals mm-hmm. like yeah, it seems the place be, to meet up. It, it seems real buzzy. Get into the festive yeah. mood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's a costume in December. Everybody goes in the city centre. Yeah. Just um, have a look and enjoy the lights and everything. Yeah, so that, that, that is the thing. Look, look, look at you know, look at Bucharest because I would never have thought of Bucharest as a Christmas market until yeah, I spoke no, to you on the yeah. fam trip. The thing is that the the main uh, boulevard in in city centre it's around like four kilometres. 
or maybe more, I don't know. Anyway, so it's lighted and all the trees on the left and the right are lighted as well for so many kilometers. It's just like it's just like a dream. It's magical mm. like to go there and visit and all the Christmas tree are huge, huge, absolutely more than a ten blocks building like And it's very cheap as well, I believe. Very cheap. Very cheap. <laughs> very cheap. Yeah, very, else very cheap. cheerful coming up to Christmas. Well to have mm. a drink with one euro one twenty Is that mulled wine, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Nice. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the list for next year. <laughs> so, Eleanor, that's today's top tips. Brilliant. Great. Thanks a million, Stephen. Welcome. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to our guests, Bettina, Serena and Stephen. And thank you for listening. All of our Christmas market city break deals can be found on our website, clickandgo.com. And you can get additional information about Christmas markets on our blog and on the official websites for the cities mentioned. All the links will be in the description. We hope you've been enjoying it so far and let us know on social if you have any questions or comments or destinations you'd like us to talk about. And make sure to just subscribe, review and share with your friends and family. Next week, we'll be talking about the warmest city in Europe, Seville in Spain. I'll be hopping into the interviewee chair and we'll have some top tips to make the most of any city break you go on. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>